In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. We need to understand that God works through fathers. God is the ultimate father. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights. We live in the father's world. And the father, the ultimate father, the heavenly father, has appointed other lower, lowercase f, fathers in his world to serve as representative heads, federal heads. We have civil fathers in the sphere of the state. We have ecclesiastical, spiritual fathers in the sphere of the church. And we have familial fathers in the sphere of the home. Now, the first federal head of the earthly created cosmos that God appointed as steward was Adam. And Adam forfeited his authority, his headship over earth to Satan. So God is the father. He owns it all. He's the ultimate father, the ultimate federal head. But he appoints Adam as a viceroy of sorts, as a human representative representing not only his wife and all their future posterity, but even the creation itself. Not just hum human beings, but, but trees and rocks and mountains and rivers. That's why when Adam sins, God doesn't just say Adam is cursed or the woman is cursed, but he even goes so far as to say cursed is the ground because of you. This is why, furthermore, in the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul, underneath the inspiration of the Spirit, writes that even creation, all of creation, groans with eager expectations for the sons of God to be revealed. There are rocks and trees who are gloriously and eagerly, joyfully anticipating the final culmination of history, the revealing of the sons of God, and when they will be fully restored as Jesus ushers in the culmination of his kingdom on earth fully as it is in heaven. Jesus even says that if you will not worship me, these very stones will cry out and worship. This is not hyperbole. Jesus was speaking literally. If man will not worship him, even creation will cry out. They cannot help but do so. All creation testifies to the glory of God. Furthermore, Romans chapter 1 says that creation sings, that it, that it demonstrates God's existence. His eternal power and divine nature has been clearly displayed by what he has made. Furthermore, Psalm, I believe it's chapter 8, it might be 16, but it speaks of the skies which pour forth speech, speaking to, testifying to the glories of God, His nature, His character, His power, His majestic wisdom. So Adam was appointed by God, the ultimate father, as a human father over the physical cosmos, the earth. And Adam forfeited his headship, federal headship, to Satan through sin. The woman was deceived, and then Adam joined her in her sin, 
This is not to exonerate Adam, saying that the woman was deceived, but the man wasn't, and therefore his sin was bad, but not as bad as hers. No, it was worse, because he sinned with his eyes wide open. He knew better, and her initial sin and deception, the Bible's clear that he was with her, and he did nothing to stop it. However, if Eve had only sinned, and this gets back to federal headship and patriarchy, if Eve had only sinned and Adam did not join her, the world would not have been thrust into subjugation. Because Eve did not represent God's rule on earth. Adam did. Federal headship matters. So God gives it to Adam. Adam gives it to Satan. And Satan gives this dominion which is not just in the 17th dimension. It is earthly. It is tangible. It's physical. It's real. The Bible refers to Satan during this time period as the prince of the air or the ruler of this age or some translations even say the ruler of the world. And Satan has certain followers, his henchmen, and he assigns to them principalities. So think of the United States of America. We have states, or you might think of Canada, provinces. A prince is a ruler. A principality is a region. And so what the archangel Michael, going back to the book of Daniel that I referenced earlier, what he's speaking of when he says, I got held up with the prince of Persia, he's saying there's a particular principality this kingdom, this empire, this region, geographic region, and there is a human ruler. But behind that human ruler, there is a prince, a spiritual prince who influences him to do terrible things. And I couldn't get through without having to fight him off. He actually has real dominion, real authority, physical authority in this place. Why? Because God has all authority. God then designates authority to Adam. Adam forfeits authority to Satan, and then Satan divvies it up. He delegates with different princes in different principalities. Now, what ultimately happens in the coming of Christ is that Christ is the second, final, and better Adam. And Christ comes, and and ultimately what Satan attempts to do is he attempts to, to tempt him and get him to forfeit his rightful dominion in the same way that he did with Adam. Satan tempts him three times in the wilderness. He says to Christ, in one of the temptations, he takes him up to a high hill, shows him all the kingdoms of the world, and says, if you would only bow down and worship me, I will give you these kingdoms. Now, one thing that's important for us to realize is, first, Satan, this is a real offer. He actually had these kingdoms. They were his. He took them from Adam. They're gods. God gave them to Adam. Satan took them. Adam forfeited them. So he's offering real kingdoms that he actually has dominion and power over. Now, here's where evangelicals who are squishy and effeminate, which would make up about 95% of them, this is where they would get it wrong. They would say, see, Jesus says no. Satan gives a real offer to, to take the kingdoms of the world, a real political offer for political power. And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. I don't care about politics, right? No, Jesus, this is how we should understand it. Jesus says, I'm not going to allow you to give me the kingdoms because I don't want them. No, I won't let you give me the kingdoms because I'll take them. And he did. He took them. 
He didn't let Satan give him those kingdoms, which would ultimately cause him to sin and then forfeit his own right, just like Adam did. But instead, he took those kingdoms by virtue of his life, death, burial, and resurrection. 